Hello, everyone. Hello! <laughs> My name is Matt Armando. And I'm Emily Riggins. And this is TVD. With Matt Emily! Hello, welcome back to the podcast. Hello. We've missed you. Welcome to year three. Oh, yeah. Of the podcast. This is the as beginning of the third breaking year. off a new year, <laughs> as they say in Comedy Bang Bang. Yeah, well, I was trying not to relate it, but yes, we are in a new year <laughs> of this podcast. I like to think we're inspired by Comedy Bang Bang, in a way. In a, in a, I mean, certainly, yes. <laughs> it's, it was probably the first podcast I really super got into. Mm-hmm. I could say safely. Mm-hmm. before I tell people about what this podcast is. Now, without Comedy Bang Bang and a few other podcasts, I wouldn't have ever done improv. And without ever having done improv, I would have never met you. That's true. And therefore, we would not have this podcast. Unless some other there was some other way. You know, fate was meant for us to have met. It might have found a way that was non-podcast related. Life finds a way, <laughs> like in yeah. Jurassic Park. Yeah, Jurassic Park. Maybe we would have gone to a tea drinking convention, there, those <laughs> which exist, exists, which we recently looked up. And I can't go to it because I'm still in school and I'm so mad. Oh, I could go to it if I wanted to. Okay, you have fun. Um, give me some samples. Matt, what are we listening to? All right. <laughs> the, people at, the people at home, the people in their cars, the people on the subway, wherever they are. <laughs> that was almost a poem. <laughs> I think I messed up the rhyming a little bit. Poems don't have to rhyme. Keep going. It's almost a nursery rhyme, which I think does have to rhyme um it's very yeah okay they are listening to tbd what is that well we spell it all the way out the the word t like the beverage t-e-a and then there's a couple letters bd what do those letters stand for normally to be decided be to be determined no i always forget (laughs) decided determined (sighs) i feel like i'm rambling anyways this podcast, we, we we have topics that our guests bring that we don't know about. Emily and I don't know the topics ahead of time. On. We are in the complete dark. So that is where the to be determined part is. The tea part, well, that's because we're drinking tea. Mm-hmm. We're just drinking tea. Um, that's it, right? I think so. We're drinking tea, talking topics. And, and friends. Friendship. Friendship. Never forget the friendship. Yeah. Speaking of friendship. Yes. We have a friend on the podcast today. Yeah, who is it? Welcome them. (laughs) I was going to. Bring them on. It's rude that you haven't done it already. (laughs) Stop talking. (laughs) The person who should not stop talking is our podcast guest, Jenny B. Hello. Hello, Jenny. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me on the podcast. Thank you for being on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, Thanks for both of us. We were both thanking you. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you to you both (laughs) equally. I didn't I didn't want to be weird that Emily thanked you for being on and then I didn't. (laughs) Thank you for thinking of that. Yeah. Okay. Can we uh, let's just spend five more minutes thanking each other. I'm I'm okay with that. We could do that. Thank you for existing. (laughs) Thank thank you for thanking me for existing. Thank you all for being here and existing. Matt, thank you for having us in your apartment. Yes, yeah. th- actually, yes, yeah. Thank you for providing the the place where we are, and I assume the tea that we are drinking, unless Emily provided that. I did provide. Okay, it. so I thank you to Emily, Emily for the tea that we are drinking. Emily brought the tea, although I supplied the water. Okay, that is true. Thank you for the water. <laughs> there's no, wow. there's no tea. I mean, most of the tea is actually water. So if you think about it that way, I brought most of the tea. You brought like ninety percent of the tea. I think this is an important question, though. What is tea? Is it the leaves or is it the water? Because. Um, hmm. So like 50-50? I'm making tea 
that means it's including the water. But then you just describe tea and you're just talking about the leaves. Now I don't know. Well, technically, like herbal tea isn't tea, right? Because mm-hmm. it has no tea in it. It's like an herbal tincture. So. Correct. That one's a complete farce. Yeah. Herbal tea is a lie. Herbal tea is a lie. And that's why tea tea is better. But in my opinion. I'm a little attacked right now, but okay. <laughs> no, I just like, I just like herbal tea. I have had good herbal teas. I we're, say we drank. We're too early in this conversation. Sorry, but... sorry. I'm jumping the gun here. <laughs> it's all right. I abort, we, abort. I'd say we probably about 20% herbal teas on this podcast, yeah. if I had to guess. Um, And I, there are many I like, but sometimes there's a higher variability in if I like them or not. I think that's a fair statement. I there think like I, like if someone took my blood, it would be like. 30% herbal tea because mm-hmm. that's how much herbal tea I drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I I know we are super early in the tea talk I'm right so now. Sorry. but um, It's okay. I messed it all up. No, I, I think, think I, I think we got us there think, somehow. <laughs> it was all the, it was the thankings and I'm glad we got off of thanking each other. We had a, we had a segue out somehow. Uh, I, um, boy, no. Oh, I, the reason I yeah. don't drink as much herbal tea, I think in my regular life is that I I like it for the caffeine and I drink it or I drink it in the morning. So the caffeine's not um, dangerous to me <laughs> and I don't drink very much tea at night, although I sometimes do. And if I do, I drink herbal tea, but I just, uh, that's not, uh, most of my tea is morning tea. Mm-hmm. There we go. That's what, what I wanted to say in a more succinct way. I actually have an herbal tea tattoo technically. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Should I just do it? Should I just get it? Bring one? us in. Okay. Tea talk, tea talk, tea talk, tea talk. We're officially in tea talk now. Please tell me about this tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> um, on the back of my neck, um, I'm turning around so you guys can see it. I'm painting a word picture for the listener. Oh, okay, Jenny is turning around. She is. She's lifting. She's looking away and lifting up her hair. I'm gonna have to lean away from the microphone to yeah, see now it. Now Emily's leaving too, and now I'm gonna be the only one talking. And Emily can. All right, it's a. It's partly covered up by the headphones, but oh, and her necklace. <laughs> there is a a, a, f- a flower plant with the. It looks like the the top is. Is that a hand? Is it? Oh, it's just a chamomile. Flower. Is it chamomile, oh, chamomile flower? flower. Okay, I'm looking at it from a. Yes. I'm looking at it from very far away and very obscured. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty obscured yes. now. Um, I used to have much shorter hair, so mm-hmm. it was like out all the time. But mm-hmm. yep, it's a chamomile flower mm-hmm. in like a little abstract box. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I um. Oh, I do like chamomile tea. I've recently accepted that into my heart. Although I don't have any right now. Have you ever grown your own chamomile? I've tried and it, I have like, I am the opposite of a person who can grow things and it died like a horrible death within like a week. So, okay. We've got green thumb. That'd be good. What's the opposite of a green thumb? I don't like using the phrase black thumb. I feel like it has connotations. Yeah. Is, is, is that a is that is that what one would say, or are we just hypothetically saying? I think that's usually what people say, mm. and I feel like that's not what people should say. Yeah. So I feel like I'm gonna go with like skeletal thumb or skeletal like thumb. death I, thumb. Or death I'm gonna thumb. go with I'm gonna go with maybe also problematic, but I'm gonna go with red thumb because it's the opposite of the color green. Yeah. That's... I was thinking of dirt thumb, but also dirt thumb. I don't I don't know because dirt you need dirt to grow. You need so, soil to technically. grow. <laughs> Maybe blue thumb, like frost. Yeah. Like you're just mm. the frost coming Elsa in thumb. and killing it. 
yeah. Elsa Thumb. You can sing some songs mm-hmm. while you're accidentally murdering your plants. Does does Elsa freeze? Does she freeze plants? I mean, she froze the entire country. Oh, I've never seen Frozen. I don't understand. Uh, I don't know. Let it go. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's sort of like the Midas touch. So she that's gold. Mm-hmm. She's the frost touch. Yeah. There you go. There it is. Blue thumb. We figured it all out. Conceal, don't feel. Don't let them know. Uh, Something I know about, the current season of Fortnite has a gold theme, and there's a guy named Midas in the game who turns all gold. Um, (laughs) And he turns guns gold. As he picks up a gun and he puts them down, then the gun is permanently gold. There you go. Today at school, we were learning about when to use a Z and when to use an S. And fun fact, the rule is, just guess. (laughs) Wait, in what? Give me some words. In a, a vowel consonant e word, so like froze, it sounds like a z and it is a z, but in rose, rose, Ugh. that's an s. Rose is a bad word then. I think froze is playing by the rules and rose isn't. Well, what about like there's cheese and cheese and then there's. Technically, uh, those are, uh, I would say those are double vowel words, but, and we're focusing uh, only on vowel I'm, consonant e words. You're right. I'm not playing by the rules. Well. But so, like, an example of that would be like these. It's mm. an S, but it sounds like a Z. Wow. Now I'm yeah. like, I have a war against Rose and these. There's so many of them. Rise, nose. Why do we even have a Z if we're not going to use it? <laughs> we use it in grays. Sure. Blaze. All right. Uh, let's move on. Uh, we're talking tea. I, I could talk about word study all the time, but <laughs> let's not talk about it. Let's talk about this tea. What tea are we drinking, Emily? You brought it. Thank you for bringing it. Yes, I bought yes, this thank tea you. at Kroger's. In Lancaster, Ohio. Supermarket. Supermarket. And I just think that needs to be known. But this is, the brand is Himis Fairs. Himis Fairs. And like, it's like differentiated in font. So I assume they want to emphasize the two things. I just, just think that needs to be said. Um, And then a journey of Epicurean proportions. Is that the right word? Epicurean? Jenny, is that right? Am I just can't read? Yeah, Epicurean. Okay. I don't. Anyways, doesn't matter. This is called Gin Mayacha. I should have practiced that when I practiced everything else. I told Emily. I was like, there's a bunch of words on here you're going to want to practice. But the actual, this is tea, is toasted rice, green tea. Toasted rice, green tea. And I want to give you guys some copy. This is my favorite part. Our culinary explorers traveled the globe to bring home an extraordinary collection of authentic regional specialties. Let us guide you through a series of numbered finds we marked as the best tastes of the world. Discover how far your taste buds can travel. This is important because this is find number 62. There were 61 mm-hmm. finds before this. Wow. And I now I get the so the title, Hemispheres. Yes. Like, not a, it's spheres. A, it's a pun about getting food around the world. <laughs> they were really proud of it. <laughs> you can tell. By like truly, the, the like the type is like emphasizing yeah. hemispheres. Honestly, I don't like. I'm not a really a big fan of puns. Um, what? But I have to say, I think this is a really good one. <laughs> and if this person was excited about it in the like copywriting pitch meeting or whatever, they deserve to be proud. This is a good idea, and they deserve to be lauded for it. <laughs> Hemispheres. That's good. All right. Um, the ingredients in this tea are green tea and rice. Um, and 
one last thing to read from the package because I just love copy. Uh, Jinmayacha is a traditional blend of Japanese green tea and toasted rice producing a warm, nutty flavor. Its mild taste makes it an ideal after-dinner tea. And I just wanted to read that part because I thought it was important. So, I want to talk about this tea. I have so many thoughts. It did not taste how I expected it to taste. It's like, it's like thicker. <laughs> it's like thick. Thick. Not like, like super, it's not like milky, but like. It's like soup. No. <laughs> what is it like? <laughs> it's like, it has like a, it has more of a rich taste. That's what I'm looking for. It has mm. a richer taste than I anticipated. There you go. Rich, not thick. Um, are you tasting? So you said you thought this would just taste like green tea. Yeah. Before we before we went on air, you were like, "I bet this tastes like green tea." Mm-hmm. Do you, you have you revised your opinion? I have. Yes. Wow. Yes. I'm gonna take another sip. There you go, Jenny. What do you think? Um. Yeah. I I generally am not a big green tea fan i think people are probably gonna get really in a tizzy about that oh no i say it all the time people get in <laughs> such a tizzy about this podcast <laughs> <laughs> trending topics <laughs> i know it's it's uh yeah. you know it's a spicy take um but i actually do like green teas that have rice in them like if i'm gonna drink a green tea i think i generally like green teas that have rice in them mm-hmm. so yes yeah, so you said you've had this kind of tea before not this brand but. yeah yeah my uh my Esso is a fan of uh, your shout out. My shout out. Uh, <laughs> my uh, my boyfriend is a fan of green teas with rice in them. So any kind of green tea that we have in the house is usually this kind, or actually green tea with lemon, which is the other kind of green tea that I drink. So those are the only kinds of green tea that I will drink. Hey, lemon lemon makes everything better. Kind of does. Well, I, I don't mean, know. I say everything, but I didn't mean that either. <laughs> I think you should walk that back. <laughs> I what I mean to say is makes all I think it makes all beverages better. Mm-hmm. I would add lemon to almost any beverage. I like I'll even add I'll add lemon uh oh, hello. words, words, words. <laughs> a wedge of lemon to a coke. Well, just I mean, a soda. That's it's good. great. Um yeah. lemonade is great. <laughs> this is just a lot of water <laughs> and sugar. <laughs> and some lemon. Um Sprite's great. But that, that's not uh. all right name a drink hot chocolate you don't think it'd be better with a little lemon in there no <laughs> peppermint tea peppermint tea i could add lemon i could i i can add lemon to anything <laughs> i think lemon juice to any liquid okay that hot chocolate and lemon sounds bad <sighs> i want to i i don't i want to try it i, I want to say that i want to try it now let's do it right now <laughs> i do okay, have guys, hot we pause the podcast <laughs> I also think we're not acknowledging the thickness, like the milkiness of hot chocolate. And I think that would interact like negatively with the acid. Of- like it would curdle. Yeah. People people are always tell me that lemon's going to curdle milk, but it doesn't. It doesn't do that. It's fine. It'll I be okay, guys. I think this sounds awful. <laughs> what about like, um, well, okay. Okay. I know this about you, Emily. I'm going to put you on the spot right now. Your favorite chocolate is orange chocolate. What is that? That it's a citrus plus chocolate. Okay, that's not a drink though. It's literally I, a chocolate. I'm just we're putting the taste together. That's all I'm saying. The tastes can can go together. And there's definitely lemon cream like chocolate like candies, right? But we're not asking about solid candy. <sighs> and I'm still I, stuck on peppermint and lemon because that's like brushing your teeth and drinking juice. Yeah, well I'm I'm not I'm not defending that one quite yet. I that one might be bad. <laughs> I still think 
I still think the chocolate one has it has legs. And I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it, okay? <laughs> you have the best time with that. Please post your results. Uh, I Yeah, I'll make a whole video about it. <laughs> Put it on Snapchat. I'm back on Snapchat, everyone. <laughs> I took a five-year hiatus from Snapchat. I sent him a snap. I put a crown on his head. It's true. She did. This is what happened before the podcast started. Yes. Can you believe Snapchat's been around for like, what, like eight years or something? Oh Isn't that ridiculous? I mean, it came out like pretty much right after I graduated college, which was 12. So. Eight years ago? Yeah. I can't believe Snapchat's. I wrote a sketch when I still lived in Boston, which was over five years ago, about Snapchat, like selling itself. Like it was getting sold to some company or it was almost sold for like a billion dollars, <laughs> whatever. I wrote that sketch when I still lived in Boston. So I know it's at least like six years old. <sighs> Let's get back, back to, to the tea. <laughs> Jenny, I have a question. Would yes. you describe this as a warm, nutty flavor? Yeah, I think it's like a warm, nutty flavor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's like almost Rice Krispie-esque, which is like, a, it's like akin to a nuttiness. Yeah. Yeah. Does it have a, do you guys think it, so I, I don't know if I read this part, but. It's supposed to have a, like a roasted flavor. Do you guys get the roasted flavor? That's the flavor I get the most. The most, the roast is the most. Roast is the most. I hold with that. Roast is the most. Okay. I think, I was, yeah, I don't know how roast becomes such an obvious flavor, but I do, I do taste it. I mean, I think smoked is an obvious flavor. This isn't smoked, but like when I can taste things that are, and I don't like it most of the time. What's the difference between toasted and roasted? Those are almost the same, right? Toast, roast. Because like you can taste like toasted coconut. That's like another flavor. I think, well, when you roast marshmallows, you're like setting them on fire. But when you toast... <laughs> you're not doing it right if you're setting them on fire. You... <laughs> Emily's giving me a look. Actually, she's not even looking me in the eyes. <laughs> you you put the marshmallow in the fire and then it gets on flames. You let it burn for a couple seconds and then you blow it out. And then you have a marshmallow. <sighs> Jenny, you're what? you're offending my whoa whoa guys. <laughs> you're you're offending my Boy Scout I, sensibilities. I think this is a matter of preference here. <laughs> I agree, but either way, I think that's roasting. So you're basically setting it on fire. Yeah, I think that's like roasting, and that's colloquially known as roasting a marshmallow. Yeah, yeah. and toasting, you're like sticking it in a toaster oven. <laughs> yeah, so you're like putting it near the heat, but it's not mm-hmm. like. But I think you can, but like. I'm not going to deny that you can preferably uh, scorch your marshmallow, but I think also that's considered like a toasted marshmallow is just like you putting it in like above the flames. I don't know. Yeah, I guess is roast just a more extreme version of toast? (laughs) Well, when you roast chicken, what are you doing to it? Does it have to do with the heat? Like how exposed it is to the heat maybe? Wow. Roast versus toast. People are going to be so... My mom is yelling at us right now. This is the new debate. roast versus toast. I, I mean, because you can burn things when you're toasting it, too. And you can burn things when you're roasting it. I think, I think well, maybe maybe when you burn toast, you're actually roasting it. That could be it. I think we've stumbled upon something important. <laughs> Wide open. Emily, you look worried. All right. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm thinking of a roast chicken and like how, like it's made. And oh, then I, that's not, and that's not burnt. God, I don't know. Life See, is hard. This is my problem. And then I just decided we needed to move on, so I wasn't going to bring it up. Now we're moving on. Um, so, Jenny, I've never had a tea like this before with rice in it. How does it compare to other teas with rice in it? 
I think that there's definitely like a whole spectrum of them. And I think this one's actually like pretty good. I'd say this is like solid. Again, I'm not like a, the biggest green tea drinker. I hold with herbal teas. Yeah. But um, I think this is like the upper echelon, I'd wow. say. Yeah. Top third. Top third. I think that brings us to our most important question we're going to ask you. Oh, let's, man. Let's spring it. All right. So I got to get the packaging. <laughs> Jenny, would you say that this Hemispheres Gin Mayacha toasted rice green tea is your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? I mean, with a name like Hemispheres, I mean, I, how could I say no? <laughs> So it's your cup of tea? Yes, it is my cup of tea. How could you not say no? So you're saying yes, right? <laughs> um, uh, Matthew? Are you going to ask me or should I ask you? Matthew? Go ahead. Would you say that this Hemisphere's journey of Epicurean proportions, Jin Mayacha, toasted rice, green tea from Japan, is your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? Well, Emily... As you know, we've had this tea sitting around in our tea bin <laughs> for a while. We have. And I think you were worried it wasn't going to be good. I, If you were worried it wasn't going to be good, then I don't know what I'm supposed to think because you brought the tea. <laughs> You're supposed to be the spokesperson for said tea. And so I didn't know what to expect. Now that we're having this tea, I think it's pretty good. My cup of tea. Great. Thumb up. <laughs> Emily. Matthew. Do you find hemispheres? <laughs> Wait, so what? A journey of Epicurean epic? I think is, it's it, supposed to be epic proportions. Epicurean proportions. But, but I feel like it's probably another pun, right? Yeah, an yeah. epic. A yeah, journey like, of epic proportions, but it's a journey what, of Epicurean proportions. Well, what's, the, what's the Curian part? But it's Epicurean, which is of or relating to food, I believe. Oh, is it? Oh, I don't know. I'm an idiot. <laughs> Whoever you, made this copy is a really smart person who is really good at puns. Uh, who is yeah. like locked in a closet. And right. like, this I'm is working all at, they get to I'm do. working at Kroger's. This is my job. I like, okay. So I like the first pun. The second one I feel like is trying too hard. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> Let's be nice to this poor copy. <laughs> Copywriter. I will not be nice to them. And I, I bet it was a few people. Emily. Matthew. <laughs> Do you find this toasted rice green tea to be your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? Matt, I want to tell you guys a little bit of a story. Matt and Jenny, I'm telling you a story. Okay. I found this tea at Kroger's in Lancaster, Ohio, a place I deeply love. And it was in the clearance section. This tea, guys, was $1.99. What? Well. Or 3.53 ounces. That's a good deal. I'm going to tell you right now, that's a good deal. As tea drinkers, that's a good deal. And I was like, I've never... Maybe my sheltered life. I've never seen a tea with rice in it before. I have to have this for the pod. But I like truly didn't know what to expect. I was like, rice? That's a food. It shouldn't be in tea. That's a drink. <laughs> and so I I haven't had, we haven't had it. And then for some reason, we just keep not picking it. And so we picked it today because, well, <laughs> it was the biggest package and Matt wanted the space back. <laughs> that is 100% true. <laughs> And guys, it's my cup of tea. Yeah. I'm going to keep this and I'm going to drink it. Good tea. I like the warm, nutty flavor. You guys might not understand what I'm saying when I'm saying it feels thicker, but it feels like 
warm like it's like the warmness like i could see snuggling up in my bed and feeling all cozy emily just did a little dance even that's my cozy dance yeah you gotta sink down into the mattress shakes her arms a little bit yeah it's yeah she's trying to slink down into the couch a little more and so it's my cup of tea there we go three for three pretty good um before we move on i realize there was one more question i needed to ask jenny that we kind of gotten have kind of spoken about but we have not i've not specifically asked jenny what is your relationship to tea my relationship to tea is i drink like disgusting amounts of herbal tea Mm -hmm. um constantly all the time if i can i i do it um (laughs) i actually just moved though so i don't have my hot water heater and that's kind of killing me a little Mm -hmm. bit and I am unable to drink as much herbal tea as I am used to. So in a bit of a bit of a tea drought right now, which wow. is tragic. I'm sorry. I hope we're filling it just a little bit. You are. Yeah. You are. This is really delightful. I feel like we came to your rescue. <laughs> you kind of did. Kind of did. <laughs> what um what herbal teas besides chamomile? Are you like which what are your go-tos? Um peppermint is a big one for me. Uh, that's probably my favorite. I might like it even more than chamomile because mm-hmm. chamomile is also my favorite flower. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of reasons why you get a tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> um, not just because it's your favorite tea. Uh, but yeah, peppermint, uh, dandelion I like a lot mm-hmm. as well. Uh, blueberry if I'm sick. I think that's the best tea to drink if you're sick is mm-hmm. blueberry tea. And yeah, I think those are my go-tos. Mm-hmm. Oh, ooh, and fennel fennel is so good fennel anise tea is like the best you can get it from pret at least you used to be able to get it from pret (laughs) they would give you really confused looks if you ordered it but they had it but i don't know if they have it anymore which makes me real sad yeah can i tell you a weird story about pret yes (laughs) i don't go to pret very often uh hardly ever even and I was going to this one particular comedy theater. Let's call it the Magnet Theater because that's what it's named. <laughs> and I went, uh, I went there a couple weeks, a couple Saturday, or I went like on a Saturday night, and then on the next Friday. And it just was out of convenience that I could go to that I could go to this pret that was there, and bring my tea to the show because they don't judge me bringing outside beverages there. And the first week I went and I got this guy and I ordered an Earl Grey tea and he and he got it for me. And there's a little bit, I mean, it's New York City, so there's a little bit of disruption, I'll say, in the pret. And he was like, oh, this one's on me. <laughs> and he gave me a free tea. And I was like, okay, interesting. And then I came back the next week, same cashier, no disruption. He gave me another free tea. <laughs> I don't know, and we had we didn't like talk. He just felt like giving me a free tea both times, That's like so, so nice. it wasn't like a flirting situation, which is Emily thinks is. There was just some I guy who this. he just he just gave me free tea, and I was like, this is interesting, and I haven't been back, but you should go back test it, see if it happens a third time. Yeah, I mean those two times were a little while ago now, and I just I don't go to Pret that much. I'm not a big Pret. F- I'm not a huge Pret freak. <laughs> But I don't know. Two free teas could be three for three. I could be, yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe this guy just like never wants to charge for a tea. I don't know. I mean, if I worked at Pret, I probably would want to give away free things anytime I could. When I worked at Starbucks, I shouldn't. I don't, it's fine. I think I say this. I wouldn't always charge for all the extra add-ins. Probably because sometimes I just couldn't find them. I was like, you know what? I'll just mark it on the cup. Send it down the line. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
I'm sure I'm sure Starbucks doesn't really care. And also they can't come and get you now. You don't work there right. anymore. I don't work there anymore. I've not worked there in quite some time. And I only work. pounding on the door. They're yeah. like, we're you coming. You owe us 67 cents. Uh, yeah. Um, all right. Are we done? Tea talk done? Tea talk complete. Okay. Jenny, thank you so much for being on the pod. Just to thank you again. Thank, thank you for having me. Again. I want you to know that everything we've done so far is... Um, not important anymore because the most important part of this podcast is your topic jenny what is your topic today okay well firstly can i ask if um what you guys think my topic is um if i had to guess i would say graphic design okay so that did cross my mind i Mm -hmm. didn't think about it Mm -hmm. um but that is not my topic matt do you have a guess for my topic uh what could your topic be um i don't know very much about you i know we literally just met but <laughs> i picked graphic design because you made the poster for maxi and wow. uh, you also made us fun little gifts that's why i guess that it was a good guess again <laughs> literally that was one of the topics i had in mind before i panic switched it at the last <laughs> minute I'm going to go with the other thing I know about you mm-hmm. and say vegetarianism. <laughs> That's a good guess, but <laughs> no. Um, I wanted to talk about concerts. Ooh. Concerts. Hello. Yes. Matt loves concerts. So there we go. I do. All right. Let's talk about concerts. Um, what is the most recent concert you've been to? Um, the most recent concert I've been to was the Aquabats, if y'all are familiar at all. Are they a ska band? They are a ska band. There you go. I win. What do I win? <laughs> Emily, give me a prize. Uh, here's some sweet and low. Oh, wow. You win that sweet and low. Well, actually, this is an equal. Um, it's, it's, <laughs> uh, we, we can get into it. It's the same thing as sweet and low. I, yeah. I'm just joking. I'm just joshing. I know. You. I know. Okay. So, Aquabats. Where was it at? Um, it was at the Warsaw. And is that in New York? Yeah, that's over in Williamsburg, I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. How was the show? It was really, really great. It mm-hmm. was like I mean, if I just keep saying synonyms for great, it's going to get very boring very quickly, <laughs> but um so the Aquabats are a ska band, but they're also like a very silly ska band mm-hmm. and they do a lot of music that like kids like. They also have a kids show on YouTube that is very outrageous like fighting bad guys in costumes and like it's like very absurdist mm-hmm. ridiculous over the top but like kind of simultaneously sincere but like like tongue-in-cheek I don't know how they managed to do that like it sounds like I'm full of it mm-hmm. when I say something like that but they somehow managed to like walk the line and do both things so their show was like really hilarious and like they managed to like have all these like little fight scenes on stage and like there were a lot of little kids at the show but then the little kids got to go like crowd surfing which <laughs> is like a hilarious awesome thing to see is like these kids like going crowd surfing on these like giant like inflatable like pool toy things and everyone being like keep the kids safe like it's just like a good vibe <laughs> in general to have at a show and a really weird one to see like people with their kids but then also like you know, hardcore people like try and be like, we're going to do like hardcore dancing and like we're going to do like, (laughs) you know, skanking or whatever. And like some like some people definitely having not as good a vibe at a concert, but like people who want to like 
I don't know, be good and keep the vibe good. Just mm-hmm. like, I don't know. It was just a great atmosphere, I think. It was a really fun show. One of the best shows I've been at, I think. Very cool. So are they are they in costumes? Yes. On, on the, at the concert? Yes. Cool, cool. I think I'm vaguely aware of the costume aspect of it. And I I don't know any songs. I don't know any songs by them enough that I could like remember them, but I've definitely heard Aquabat songs. <laughs> I'll have to ask my students if they know who the Aquabats are. Yeah, I definitely, I advocate spreading knowledge of the Aquabats mm-hmm. to as many children as possible. So yeah. please they ask them. constantly talk about YouTube. So <laughs> yeah, It's on YouTube. Their yeah. show is on YouTube. So yeah. yeah, They've been around a while too, right? Oh, yeah. 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 Super I'm, long time. I remember people in college being into them. <laughs> yeah, their drummer used to be, oh, freaking what's-his-face from Blink-182. Um trevor uh or travis, travis barker. barker travis barker yeah. yep interesting um blink 182 a band i've seen in concert <laughs> a long time ago <laughs> Damn. um so let's zoom out a little bit from the aquabats why do why did you want to talk about concerts today what about concerts do you want to share with the world <laughs> so i picked concerts um in a weird, like, last minute, oh, my God, why didn't I, like, not think of doing this sooner <laughs> uh, sort of realization uh, because music is super important to me. Um, I am not, like, a trained singer, but singing has always been really, really important to me. And I grew up in a household where, you know, my dad was always, like, playing guitar or, like, some new zany instrument he bought offline like in the living room and my younger brother who I'm like very close with actually is a professional vocalist Mm -hmm. and he was on warp tour in a pop punk band so it's just like this thing that's always been very important to me Mm -hmm. and very important in my life I'm like constantly that person on the street with like their headphones in so loud that like they can't hear important warnings I would be hit by the bus with my (laughs) airpods in sort of person (laughs) tragically um yeah so i was like this thing is like really important to you why don't you talk about that instead (laughs) of uh i was going to talk about victorian floriography uh which is so different and i almost guessed that (laughs) i know that was everyone's second guess but uh (laughs) next time i guess uh what brothers you abandoned uh he was in a band called reckless serenade Mm -hmm. which is uh named from the arctic monkeys song uh reckless serenade but yeah, they were on Warp Tour for a little bit. They were this, they were called the Barbecue Band because literally they would cook food for all of the bands on Warp Tour. I believe it was in 2018. They're on the 2018 Warp Tour, I think. That's only uh, 14 years too late since the last time I went to a Warp Tour. <laughs> 2004, 2005, I think. <laughs> nice. Who did you see at Warp Tour? Um, Let's see. I went. Uh, I went. I guess I went to two years in a row. The first year I went, um, I will always remember that Fallout Boy. It was like the beginning of them becoming famous because mm. <laughs> they were the opening. They were like the eleven in the morning band, and it was so weird. And I think they had already sort of were kind of breaking through, but like maybe they had already scheduled when the bands would be. So it was like weird that there was this like kind of big band on at eleven in the morning, <laughs> um, but only just based on like the last. I want to say like their single like it hit like that month or something. I, I don't quote me on that exact thing, but Sugar, we're going down. Uh, I was into them before that oh album. <laughs> Thank you very much. 
Uh, let's see. There's also Code in Cambria, Taking Back Sunday, um, bands like that I saw. Um, then I went the next year. I saw like, oh, I saw Paramore, I think. Oh, nice. <laughs> and um, yeah, I don't know. Around that stuff around that uh, era of it's like emo. a pretty <laughs> ideal warp tour to go see. Uh, yeah, I the first the first year I went was like crazy, and I was like, oh wow, this is all the music I'm into right now. And then the next year, I kind of there was some pretty cool stuff. I I saw both years. I don't know. I think the first year I saw some really popular things that I really liked, and then the second year there were more bands that I liked that weren't necessarily popular, but I was like, oh, this is cool. They're all at one concert. Although Paramore was very popular. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been to I've been to a lot of concerts. So I don't go to a lot of concerts. The last concert I went to, I'm pretty sure, was to see Lord in Columbus. That's pretty dope, though. Oh, she was so good. I regret not seeing her again in New York. Ugh. And then I saw her a few years ago for her first album. I regretted not going to her show three times in a row. She's great. But that was a while ago. So I am not an expert in this topic, but I want to ask you guys, what do you think makes a good concert? Like what, like what size of venue, like stuff like that? That's a really good question. Um, I think it really depends on who you're seeing and I guess what you're trying to get out of it. So like, for example, there's stuff like Warped Tour, there's stuff like Bamboozle where they're just these like huge sprawling like music festivals mm -hmm. and for that it's like i mean the venue kind of is irrelevant you're just gonna i guess you kind of want a smaller venue like you want a smaller lot so you can get from one place to like the direct opposite mm -hmm. <laughs> like one end to the other as fast as humanly possible so you don't miss you know anybody mm -hmm. um i want to say like understanding venues or i get i'm <laughs> Hey, I want to say like understanding or flexible venues mm. allow for ridiculous shit, but I guess it's more like people who aren't enforcing rules. Like I, <laughs> I saw Foxy Shazam at Bamboozle at one point and um, the uh, the singer like climbed up the lighting fixture and was like hanging upside down by his feet and the the spectator in me is like that's awesome like that's so cool like go warp tour for not lit like enforcing any safety regulations but then you know the part of me that's like my brother is a singer in warp tour is like that's not safe like someone needs to be enforcing safety regulations so people don't get hurt people, um, people do go nuts at festivals i mean that's yeah. why like the woodstock that was like the disaster in 99 is because people were just like setting fires and stuff and it's like because nobody cared and the artists didn't care either it was so weird my brother was there wow what? is he fred durst uh yeah he's fred durst <laughs> i've told this story on the podcast already but he he was there and we were watching it and i think we were worried but it was also like before cell phones so i don't really remember how my parents felt about it but they their tent got trampled like Oof. in like part of the like riotous nature of it and they were only <laughs> able to find it because there was like a there was a sign that was like their guiding post that was like free sex here <laughs> and then they found their tent <laughs> their tent was the free sex tent yeah their tent was the free sex tent yeah. i can't believe my parents let them go my cousin was 16 and my brother was 18 but I mean, 18's old enough to go anywhere <laughs> 18 is old enough to go it was their like graduate it was his graduation present but yeah damn yeah. I mean, it would have been great if it weren't for the Limp Biscuit. 
I mean, I don't know. I don't honestly know who was even really there other than I know Limp Bizkit was there because they started the riots or, or fanned the flames. Um, but in 1999, I would have liked seeing Limp Bizkit too. So whatever. <laughs> Those are my Limp Bizkit seeing years. Wow. I so, never saw them, but they would have been. <laughs> so a flexible venue, it depends on the band. Um, let's say, I guess like, what shows are you most often seeing? Are you going to like big venues, small venues? Like when I was in clubs. high school, bigger clubs. venues probably, but smaller venues now. Yeah, like clubs, <laughs> things like that. Do you have a favorite venue in in New York and possibly larger than just New York? <laughs> no, not really. Um, for me, it's finding my weird like niche bands mm-hmm. and like seeking them out i'd say i don't really i i don't care much for venues i really just am about my weird obscure musical Mm -hmm. acts and trying to see them yeah yeah what about you um i mean i have a few that i i I don't know that i have a favorite uh in new york there's a lot of good ones um i like i prefer smaller ones over larger ones and just a more more intimate feel is better but uh I mean, one of the good ones that was is closed now is Irving Plaza. That was like a reasonably small one in a really easy part of New York to get to. It was like right outside of Union Square, but it's gone. R.I.P. Um, but there, I don't know. New York has a lot of cool ones. My hometown has the Worcester Palladium, which was has a special place in my heart because mm-hmm. it um, is actually sort of a semi larger venue but still like felt very small because it's like an old converted um, theater, a, uh, a old Palladium theater, like L- the Lowe's Palladium or something, whatever. But it was one of those and then converted to be that way. I don't know if you've ever been to the King's Theater here in Brooklyn, but it's like this massive, beautiful theater. It's very large, but it has, they do concerts. And it's a pretty cool place to see them. I think I might've been there. I can't remember. I saw Evanescence once here and I think it might've been at the King's Theater, but I can't remember. They seem like someone who would maybe go to the King, like a large enough, yeah. a large enough to go to the King's Theater. It's a very big venue, <laughs> one of the probably one of the biggest in all of New York. I mean, maybe the biggest concert venue that isn't Madison Square Garden <laughs> or, or Barclays yeah. Center. Yeah, yeah. and a, a true arena. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do have one venue that I that also has a close place to my heart. Um, the Chance. I think they're closed down too. They're they're just a hometown venue um they're from uh they're up in poughkeepsie but i think again they're they're mm-hmm. closed now but they were really really great for a mm-hmm. while but yeah it's sad yeah my my like college era um venue of choice were actually both of my college uh venues in boston there was the avalon and the axis and they were right next to each other and if you were a slightly bigger band you would perform at the avalon if you were a slightly smaller band you'd go play it at axis and they were both great and then they both got turned into one giant house of blues <laughs> as a concert venue and that was a sad day uh, I, a lot of a lot of cool venues in my book have closed <laughs> like i like brooklyn steel but it's like a nice fancy new venue in new york and i like the i like the grimier older ones better <laughs> where was it that we saw wild horses what was the name of that place oh at the uh, bell house bell house yes I don't know that they do concerts there. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I can't remember. I think I went to a '90s dance party there once, but that's <laughs> that's different. <laughs> I know they do. Uh, I know they do a lot of comedy shows, but I, they could do bands. But I've never I've never heard of a band no. performing there. 
Um, so how often do you go to concerts? Not nearly often enough. <laughs> do you find that you used to go to more before you lived in New York City? Uh, well, I just moved here. Yeah, okay. So yes. There you go. Because <laughs> uh, I feel like when I moved here, I well, and I've lived here for longer, but I feel like I used to go to so many concerts. And now that I live here, I go to many fewer. <laughs> how long have you been in the city officially? Um, officially, uh, I think about three weeks yeah. now. I knew you just yeah. moved to where you were living. <laughs> You're living now, recently, because I remember you talking about it. But, wow. Yeah, three weeks. Uh, wow. Poughkeepsie, you're not too far from here. If you, do you ever come to concerts here? Oh, yeah. 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 I know where, I know, I know where Poughkeepsie is. <laughs> I think I, I think I may have seen a concert in Poughkeepsie once. Yeah, probably at the chance. I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe. I'm not sure where exactly I was, but. I went up and saw Modest Mouse somewhere. <laughs> it's got a dragon on it. I want to say I should remember that, but I don't <laughs> remember. It was a couple of years ago now. Well, technically a sea, sea monster on the outside. Kipsy, the sea monster, is painted on the outside oh, of like it. Oh, like Kipsy, but it's just yeah. Kipsy. Yep, exactly. Oh, I <laughs> like that name. <laughs> Another successful pun. <laughs> um, so not often enough. Um, why is that, do you think? Just money. Just money. <laughs> just like a money thing, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Hi. Um, what is your favorite concert you've ever been to? Wow. Favorite concert I've I know that's ever a big question. You can give me a wow. few. That is that is a really big question. Um I mean I really did like the Aquabats a lot. That was a really fun concert. Um <laughs> for like a lot of reasons. I really liked it. Um because there was just, it was just really fun and like the opening acts were really fun. Um, I also really liked uh, ooh Hollow Mass. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been to uh, so Hollow Mass is a big uh, Halloween concert that the World Inferno Friendship Society puts on every Halloween, and it's like this weird pseudo religious like concert thing that they do over at the Warsaw every year, and. Um, not last year and not the year before, but the one before that was <laughs> the best hollow mess. Um, well, I've seen two, but <laughs> that one I thought was really, really, really good. It was like their 25th hollow mess. Mm-hmm. That one was really, really awesome. The opening acts were awesome and like their energy was just so good. And that might've been the best concert I've ever been to. Um, Do people dress yeah. up? Oh Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, people people go big <laughs> or go home for sure. And they, they lose it a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I have once been covered in blood at a uh, fake blood at a concert. <laughs> oh, was it a guar <laughs> show? It was not guar. It was uh Reggie in the full effect. Hmm. Who um has he he's so Reggie is not his real name. <laughs> his real name is James. But he, he he sort of performs as a character, um, Reggie. And then he originally he, it was just he, he would do all the instruments and then when he would go on he would record by himself he's a, a former member of the get up kids um newfound glory oh, wow. and my chemical romance Damn. at different times he wasn't a full time he he was like on i think he was on the black parade album by my chemical romance but he's like a keyboardist mainly but also can play every basically all the instruments and sing and He's not the greatest singer in the world, but he, in his spare time, had this band that he would just, like, record all the tracks and mix them and then go on tour and get, like, a touring band. And his main, the main act is is Reggie, 
but then he also has other bands that are under his label or under like like if you see him tour he might perform as another artist and he has common denominator fluctuation and maybe a couple others that i'm forgetting but common denominator is supposed to be kind of a i think it's like a guar kind of style definitely sort of a death metal sound and he has like a whole blood thing and they perform the song raining blood by uh whoever I'm, I'm, slayers raining blood <laughs> and uh i was there i saw that at a, actually a very small venue in boston one time and he they sme- he smeared blood on my face <laughs> and then i took a selfie of me with fake blood nice that's that's one of my favorite concerts because of the blood <laughs> <laughs> what about you emily um so i don't go to many concerts but i'd say my favorite concert i would say uh, um i would say the first time i saw lord because i like um like i won like it was like a really good show and like i like already liked her music but i didn't know like all of the songs and i was like then i listened to lord for like literally two months straight afterwards <laughs> um her first album pure heroin so good um and i also like i remember she had this song I can't remember the name of it now, but it is one of my favorites. But she, like, the last word of the song is Let Him Talk. And her encore was that song. And it ended with Let Him Talk. And I was like, oh, God, she's so young and so good at this. <laughs> um, so I liked I liked that show. Um, and is, then just for, like... Is the song that she ended with a single? No. I love that. Continue, yeah. and I'll get back to that. <laughs> um, she also, at her more recent album, um, ended it with, like, a song I... It wasn't on any album, and I can't seem to, like, I can't find it online, which maybe I just haven't looked hard enough, which is probably dry. I haven't looked hard enough. Um, But I would say it did not end with a single either. But um, I also saw Taylor Swift with my niece, and we Mm. sat right next to each other and and sang all of the songs. And I don't know. I really, I did enjoy the show, but I liked being there with my niece and yelling the lyrics of the songs. (laughs) So I love when bands don't when they when they when they put together a artistically pleasing show mm-hmm. which i don't which i think means not always ending on a single or or their most popular song or even like a popular song uh my favorite one of the favorite bands i've ever seen live and i've seen i've also probably seen them the most times live we're talking 10 plus times i think is the band thursday and they often will not end on a popular song of theirs or they'll end on like a really moody like 10 minute song and i i love it some people hate that kind of stuff and i'm like oh it's but it was so good (laughs) (laughs) and i also i've seen them so many times that i like that they are so willing to change it up and you're like oh it's their last song they're gonna play blank and they're not like that they're Mm -hmm. great in fact i have a set list of them framing framed on my wall that everyone can take a quick gander in the room at and at home you just kind of to imagine that i i pointed at a, a a list of words <laughs> that is certainly a list of it words. is a list of words shaped like a computer piece of paper that is ripped on the bottom yeah it's the only time i've ever gotten a set list from a uh show and uh it's and i framed it because i that was one of my favorite shows i've ever been to uh that's what i wanted to say about that i just like that she that lord would do that very cool um i was also very excited at her last concert that one of my favorite songs of hers is called magnets but it's not on one of her albums it was with another band and she like does a singing and they do like the backup like the the track part and i love it this song and i did not expect her to play it because i was like i've never heard anyone else sing it besides myself to myself and i was she sang it i was like oh thank god wait so she 
It's it. She sings the original song. Yeah, but it's not a Lord song. Yes, I think it's with the band Disclosure. I'd have to double check that. But so like she does the singing of it, but it's is, like it was that, on their album, and that's an existing other separate band. Yeah. Like that's not her pre her being Lord. No, separate band. <laughs> okay, interesting. And I just and cool. love it, and I was so happy she played it. I was like, oh, thank God, this is for me and only for me. Um, I actually do. That, that's not quite the same thing, but I actually generally I'm not a huge fan of covers, but I love seeing a live band do a cover because that like I'm like, oh, that's a fun treat that you that's not like on any of their albums or anything. Mm-hmm. They just like picked up a song and decided to play it for you, that crowd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, um, so I have a question for both of you. Yeesh. So when I go to concerts, it's usually a band I've listened to a lot um, because I know the music and I like want to see it. But do you guys how do you feel about going to concerts of bands you don't know that well and being introduced to them that way? I think it's a great way to get to know a band and kind of love a band even more. Um, I am one of those people who likes to obsessively prepare for things. Mm -hmm. So if I'm going to a concert, I will do my homework and listen to songs like ad nauseum Mm -hmm. until I kind of, because it's just like, I don't feel like it's no fun being at a concert and not being able to sing along Mm -hmm. personally. Um, but I feel like it's, you know, it's, it's really fun to kind of go to a concert and get exposed to them in this new way that kind of makes you love them even more. It's like watching a music video. Sometimes I like songs a lot more after watching a music video Mm -hmm. than I would having just heard the song on the radio. Mm -hmm. At least that's, I don't know. It's like my take. Oh, that feels, that's very real. I, I, there's even, there's whole albums that I'm like, oh, I like this album better now that I've seen it performed Mm -hmm. or even songs of it performed live. Like, oh, this, Wow. I guess I didn't appreciate this before. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I am someone who really likes seeing opening bands. I know a lot of people, I'm just <laughs> going to enough concerts and seeing how many people only show up for the headliner. I know that a lot of people aren't as into the opening bands, but I love like I love a good opening band and I if and I don't necessarily research them. Like I don't really see band if I don't know the headliner I probably am not going to see it unless I really like one of the openers, but that probably has only happened a couple of times. Um, but I will see it, the opener for the, that, for that first time and then be like, oh, wow, this is a really good band. And then I'll go home and listen to them. In fact, one of my favorite bands uh, of all time to listen to is a band called Man Man. And I had not heard of them at all. And then they were the opening band for one of the times I've seen Modest Mouse. And I was like, what is this music? This music is so good. And I, it, it, it went from opening band to like one of my favorite bands to ever listen to. And now I've listened to all their albums and it, they're amazing. Yeah, that happened. Um, I saw My Chemical Romance on their Black Parade tour and Rise Against was the opener for them. And I was just, I mean, I had already liked Rise Against like a lot. And then they were opening for My Chemical Romance. And I was like, what? I didn't even like freaking know that they were opening for them. Oh, my God. And like my head exploded a little bit. It must be amazing. I'll point back behind me to a Thursday and Rise Against together. I saw that. (laughs) Combined tour uh, to call back to that. Yeah. (laughs) Rise Um, Against is a really cool band, too, that I also, I think that poster i just pointed at behind me um that might be the first time i saw rise against and i was not going there to see them i was going there to see thursday but it was a co-headlining tour i was like wow they're really they're a lot better than i thought they were (laughs) they're also vegetarians i would like to point out wow Wow. it's bringing it back topic was vegetarian all along (laughs) um so we have to start wrapping up soon but i do have a question for 
the room, the entire room, all of the people in this room. Okay. What was your first concert? <sighs> you can interpret that as you wish. Um, I have an answer that I can give oh, while I, you guys are thinking. I absolutely I have an answer. answer. I'm just okay. embarrassed. No, oh, please don't be embarrassed. Mine's, mine's more embarrassing. Mine should be embarrassing, but I'm not embarrassed by it. So, <laughs> Matt, what was your first concert? Okay. My first, I'll say, yeah. My first concert was the... Uh, well, I'll say what it should have been first. I had tickets to see Rage Against the Machine and the Beastie Boys co-headlining a tour, and the whole tour got canceled. I had tickets to this, and like two months later, Rage Against the Machine broke up <laughs> for like ever. Oh. Um, although they've had they've reunited a couple times, but this was like in 1999, I think. Uh, so that would have would have been my first ever concert. Would have been so cool. Also, I love the Beastie Boys, and I love Rage, Rage Against the Machine, but mostly the Beastie Boys. <laughs> Anyways, my true first one was, I guess, what would have been a few months after that. I went to the Pledge of Allegiance tour uh, at the Worcester Centrum, and which is an arena. And that was a co-headlining tour of Slipknot and System of a Down. And the opening bands were American, American Head Charge and another band that I can't remember. And it was also supposed to be the other opening band was supposed to be Ramstein, Ramstein, however you're supposed to pronounce that. Oh, but they were like banned from performing that. there or something. So they had to they were not at the date I was at. And I have a I bought a t-shirt from it and they're on the t-shirt, but they're not they did not actually perform. And I was in ninth grade, I think. And it was my first experience with like people rushing a stage to like, I was in, I had seats. There was a floor area, but I was in a seat, but people in the seats like rushed the stage and there was a whole sea and we had, me and my friends had to like hold on to each other. So we didn't get like sucked down into the, the mosh pits, which I now understand to not be the worst thing in the world. But honestly, we were being like pulled from like 20 rows up all the way down to the floor, which would not have been pleasant. <laughs> so that was my first concert. I have a couple of questions about why that person was banned from playing, but we're going to get back to that. Jenny, what was your first concert? Um, so I can't remember which of these it was mm-hmm. because it was the same series at Rye Playland. They had this like free concert day thing. And so it was either Cheap Trick or Bowling for Soup. <laughs> I love bowling for Those aren't the worst. (laughs) It it could be worse, but it could also be a lot better. Yeah. yeah. So I remember at one point bowling for soup uh, put in that Gwen Stefani bit, the like, you know, this shit is bananas, Mm B-A-N-A-N-A-S in one of their songs. And like that moment haunts me to this day. (sighs) Oh. I'm sorry that they did that to you. (laughs) Thank you. My first concert was Matchbox 20 with my parents in like junior that's so high school. Oh, yeah. And uh, I think they had a good show. And that's not bad, but the openers are what are what gets you. It was Sugar Ray. Wow. Which honestly great songs. Great songs. And Maroon 5 before they were big what? and sold out. Wow. Yeah, when for their first album Songs About Jane, which is a good album. They were only like Maroon 1 at that they point. They were only Maroon 1. <laughs> Adam Levine was just a twinkle in What's the show he hosts? I that would have been a good joke if I could have pulled it off. Amer- no, it's not voice? America's Got t- the Voice. Yes, I'm really impressed with myself that I knew that. He wasn't even friends with Blake Shelton yet. Um, I'm so not, that was the concert. It was fun. 
Uh, Rammstein's act lands two members in jail. After staging some, the same outrageous antics for U.S. fans for over a year, the men of Rammstein have finally gotten trouble for it. Frontman Till Lindman and, vo- and keyboardist Flake Lorenz, uh, they're German, by the way, were arrested Saturday night after a concert in Worcester, Massachusetts, and charged with lewd and lascivious behavior. The men were released on Sunday and are expected to play Toronto on Monday night. What do they do? I, rude and lascivious behavior. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, Did they take off their pants? Oh. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, the portion of the show that spurred authorities into action should be familiar to anyone who caught the band as part of last year's Family Values Tour. During the song, uh, I, I, Lindman simulates anal sex with Lorenz using a plastic, fa- uh, a fake phallus. Both men remain fully clothed during the act. I guess, oh, they're clothed. I don't know. That doesn't not, seem that loose. It was 1999. What can I say? I think I said I saw this in 1999. Actually, I, the concert I went to was in 2001. So this is after so leading, yes. That, uh, because of previous behavior. Yes. They were banned. Yeah. Wow. Hopefully I have the year right on that. But anyways, I, I have the concert right. It doesn't seem that bad. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what they were precisely doing. Yeah, I know. I'm just, yeah. I mean, <laughs> my hometown doesn't just arrest people for doing nothing. <laughs> it's not New York. Um <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Well, that's our first concerts. Yeah. Jenny, um, before we wrap up, do you have anything else you want to add about concerts? Um, anything to add about concerts? Um, oh, who would you like to see if you could see anyone in a concert? <sighs> My instinct is say Rage Against Machine. <laughs> <laughs> the one that got away. They're back together. There's a few bands, yeah. Who do I like the most? Probably Franz Ferdinand. I've never seen mm-hmm. in concert. Let's just say I've seen a lot of concerts, and most people that I like, if they're still alive, I've seen in concert. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. But that's one I've never seen. Emily? Why well, I think, Jenny, what's your answer? Like, who, oh. who do you want to see? Oh, probably Kitty Cat Fan Club. <laughs> I, I don't know. You're on the spot. Um, I, I am on the spot. Um... Can bowling ca- for soup <laughs> bowling for soup perhaps <laughs> listen they have some jams um that are great to sing along to while they're not good songs all right um, emily who, I, what is the artist you listen to the third most and have you seen them in concert before because <laughs> i know the first answer is taylor swift taylor the second swift. is lord and you've seen them both who is number three on your list of listened to in your life do you think oh i've seen lizzo so no i can't all say right lizzo. lizzo all right now who's four <laughs> Um. Oh, that was actually the last concert I went to. Lizzo. Lizzo. Oh my god. In Prospect Park, I was so great. lucky. Yeah. Um. Who, who do you listen to fourth most? I don't. What do you listen to, Emily? I listen. Other than those three artists. <laughs> I uh, uh uh. Sarah Bareilles is a song I'm really into right now, so I'm gonna go with Sarah Bareilles. She's there dope. There we go. Yeah. Sarah Bareilles. That's the answer. Um, None of the music I've been giving you lately to listen to. <laughs> I just. Uh, I. I can see why music is like, like, like you guys feel about it the way you do, but I, I don't have that relationship to music. And so I, it's harder for me to, to think about which concerts I'd want to go to. Hmm. There you go. So I like concerts that I know every word to, and I can scream the words to. I, that, I get that. Yeah. Which is why Lizzo, Taylor Swift, and Lord are the last three concerts. You're, you're keeping I've been it. To. You're keeping it focused in who you <laughs> who you listen to, so you can learn all the words. <laughs> it's uh, 
it's how you become an expert yeah. focusing on one thing yeah. so Top- <laughs> yeah topic, topic done. done topic complete there we are thank you for you would- bring- thank you for bringing that topic emily and i are talking over each other a lot right now <laughs> What did you think I was going to do? I went, since we said topic done at the same time, I was hoping we'd say topic complete at the same time. Oh, sorry. It's okay. Topic complete. Jenny, thank you for that fun topic. You're very welcome. And please don't be embarrassed about bowling, bowling for soup. I'm I'm not. It's pretty hard to embarrass me, honestly. No. I said mine was Slipknot. I don't know. <laughs> Which I'm not embarrassed by, but I think that's a semi-embarrassing band. <laughs> <laughs> Matt and I did karaoke to bowling for soup. That was a Bowling for Soup right, song, right? Yeah. I, yeah. The, uh, uh, honestly, I actually have an even more embarrassing concert that I've been to. Please share. The Jonas Brothers. Mm-hmm. That is embarrassing. That's a little embarrassing. <laughs> That's super embarrassing. Height of, height of Joe Bros. Height of Joe Bros. Wow. Did it they... was like so many screaming girls. Oh. It sounded like demons from hell. It was really that, was like horribly pitched. That does sound like a nightmare. But to plug Amazon... <laughs> Uh, Amazon right now shouts to Amazon their documentary their Jonas Brothers documentary is great truly it was great and they talk about like that time period and their feelings about it and it was just fascinating like truly it was a fascinating piece (laughs) clearly I have to watch this documentary then and for the record I went with someone's like sister so this is not because I was like super into the Jonas Brothers I feel the need to defend myself on this podcast (laughs) I think the most embarrassing band I've ever seen live, which was not the question earlier, but is now, is the band Disturbed, <laughs> which I also saw with Corn. Corn also a sort of embarrassing band, but I don't mind Corn that much. <laughs> my my taste in high school was a lot different than my taste now, and a lot of those bands I still like. So let's put it that way. If I saw Maroon Five now, I would be embarrassed. But when I saw them, it was cool. <laughs> You saw them before they were cool. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I actually do have a band I want to see. Good. Death Cab for Cutie. They're one um, of they're one of my favorite bands, and I have never seen them, even though I've attempted to go twice, and both times, uh, I have not been able to go. Now I have seen I them have twice. Purchased tickets to see them twice, what? and have not been able to go. Damn. I purchased twice and went both times. Okay, I get it. Uh, all right. Topic truly done now. I just I realize that I. Yeah. We don't have to get into it. I have told the story about why I didn't go once. Um, but it's okay. Let's move on to plugs. <laughs> sure. Let's you... talk about plugs. Okay. Jenny, do you have anything you want to plug? Um, I can plug my Instagram, which is negative underscore space underscore film. I believe it's underscores. That'd be a good thing to check. You can double check. I can double check. Yeah. No, you can. Yes. 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 Okay. Um, go, go double check. Because... Jenny and I have a joint plug. Yes, that's the other thing is yes. our joint plug for yes. the uh, the show Moxie. Yes. We are in, this, um, it's called Moxie. A, the full title is Moxie, a, a <laughs> female and gender non-binary sketch lab. I might have the order of those words oh. mixed up, but that's the gist of it. It's not as long as I thought it was going to be. Um, it felt long because I had to say it, but I think I, 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 at least those are all the right ideas of it. Um, and it's at the Magnet Theater. Um, on 29th and 8th. Um, I don't know the exact address. Please don't ask me. Um, but we are in two shows together on March 22nd and April 5th. Um, Jenny wrote a sketch for it. I did. And we are both performing in 
many of the sketches. Yes. And those are both Sunday nights, right? Yes. Sunday nights mm-hmm. at... At what? Nine. Eight? Nine? Eight? Let nine? me double check that. Ah, I closed my planner too soon. Yes. Sunday nights at nine on April on March 22nd and April 5th. There you go. And I'm double checking my Instagram and it is negative underscore space underscore film because I love those underscores. Wow. You got to put them there. Yes. Got to. Oh, another thing about Moxie. I can't believe I forgot to say this. We're the team bread pit. We are bread pit. Yes. <laughs> oh there are three teams and we are bread pit. Did you guys name that? or It was a group decision. It was a group effort. Okay. Um, pit. I'm not as um, impressed by that as I am by hemispheres. <laughs> Let's put it that way. We should have been team hemispheres. <laughs> Wait, excuse us, team, team Brad Pitt. We have a change. Um, I actually uh, also have another plug. Wow. Uh, this Sunday. Marge. Mar- Marge? Marge. Marge Simpson. That'd be, that's my plug. Marge. Uh, eighth. I have a class show for my Magnet Level 5 improv class at the Magnet Training Center in on 32nd and somewhere. You can look it up yourself. Um, uh, at 8.30. At bro- uh, Broadway. 32nd and Broadway. Level 5 class show. 8.30. Be there or be square. Is that mm. the next few Saturday- Sundays? It's the next four Saturdays, too. Sun- sun- Sundays. I'm- next four Sundays, yes. I meant, I meant to say, and I meant to not trick you into saying on accident. <laughs> yeah. Uh I have one thing to plug. I know you do. Matt, what, do you have something you want to plug? Yes. Check out my sketch on YouTube called How Many Baskets? Question mark. <laughs> it's a question. Um, and uh, I don't know. Find my YouTube channel or I, maybe you can search How Many Baskets. I don't know how it comes up. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I spent a long time making it work and it's pretty good. Please go check it out and like it and be kind. It's my first one. Um, I will say I've watched it today, even before Matt asked me to. Watched it, yeah. Yes. I liked it before he asked me to, and I was in the process of watching it as he asked us to. But it's very good. I laughed out loud, and uh-huh. he wears a shirt that is supposed to be a teacher shirt, and let me tell you, it's a teacher shirt. I'm, I'm wearing my teacher shirt, that's for sure. That's it. That's all I wanted to plug. Check out my YouTube channel. Oh, we have a lot of plugs this week. That's the most ever, I think, <laughs> by like a lot. <laughs> uh, that's it, right? Yeah. Uh, well, Jenny, thank you for yes, being here. Thank, thank you for you. your fun topic. Thank you for having me. Um, and Emily, thank you for bringing the tea. <laughs> I forgot we were doing this thanks thing earlier. Thank and you for providing the electricity. Thank and you. And the water. Thank you. Yes, you're all welcome. Thank you, listeners, for listening. And... I've been Matt Armando. I've been Emily Riggins. And this has been TBD with Matt Emily. Bye.